Welcome to Queer Longing, a podcast where we discuss and explore everything that we're longing for and living for in our queer community. I am Lucy Settle. And I'm Olivia Taylor. Oh, hi, Olivia. I feel like um, it's it's not the same as normal because we've just spent some glorious time together um, in person. So, you know, often I'm like, oh my God, there she is. Here I am, etc. But this time we've spent some absolute stellar golden hours together and um i'm very pleased about that um yeah how are you yes me too lucy and there's nothing that i like more as you know than knowing your exact coordinates and the way that i know them best is when we are together so then it is no stress to me i am fully aware of those bits so yeah it was very nice i well you came to london for um the weekend i was in london for a whole week which was a right treat and um yeah did loads of nice things met up with some friends went swimming my best time um we went to about 1000 gorgeous restaurants and we went to queer cabaret um which was really fun and you know there's nothing that gets you back to yourself than um watching some queer cabaret contortionists so that's how I knew that you know I was feeling my queer experience once again because we've all been discussing this in our friendship groups I'm sure some of you who are listening to this have felt the same it's um sometimes hard to feel queer when you're not like doing any queer things and you need to um re-establish that side of yourself but it's been difficult obviously for obvious reasons so um that was my first sort of um queer thing that I've done um publicly so yeah I think um I think that I think that was really nice and um it was our friend's birthday we went to an immersive theatrical experience didn't we Lucy we solved some crimes but we also participated in them yeah it was um very intense uh sort of like 1920s Peaky Blinders but of London theme um in this like old pub and it was done it was done really well in in the sense that like it really truly was immersive you had to properly do stuff um and it was dead fun um I just think it was maybe a bit chaotic a bit too much going on at once and maybe a few too many audience members so that like you didn't quite maybe if it was like less people and you knew all of them like like it would be better if that makes sense but um it it was not bad in any by any stretch of the imagination it was lots of fun and um you know as ever we were one of the rowdiest groups and (laughs) really you know went to town with having a good time so yeah it was a lot of fun yeah loads of fun and I love to be yeah I love to be the rowdiest group and also at the end that we got that uh, bottle of Prosecco from behind the bar that was good as well yeah Um, because we got we got a prize for being the best ones and you know how I love to be the best ones so yeah it was fab really nice week but um I feel like I'm lacking in my usual vim and vigor today um I feel a shadow of my former self and I think probably throughout the week I probably ate about nine pizzas which can't be good can it really um and probably about 58 pints so um the rest of this week needs to be slightly uh, more restrained if possible but I am going out for dinner tomorrow so um maybe you can't be tamed maybe not. she cannot be tamed um I, know. I see nothing wrong with nine pizzas and 58 pints personally but uh <laughs> <you know. laughs> but I understand I understand after like there's nothing wrong with it doing it I do get that at the end of that you want to not do that for a bit um which makes yeah yeah totally I I I enjoyed it while it lasted but it needs to like not last for much longer (laughs) so um yeah but um really really nice and great to like you know feel like our sims energies have been 
restored back to green in terms of socialization but um it was so funny because I like I think I said on the last podcast like I was feeling quite anxious going down there and like getting buses and things like that in London I just hadn't done that in so long I felt like such a like little newbie tourist um but then once I'd done it for like one day then it was fine um so I feel like I've kind of broken that seal now which is good can I um but yeah can I just interrupt? It, it was not fine. You were time out London. You knew you were TFL. Oh, yeah. You knew everywhere to go <laughs> around the area. Like I was astonished. You were like, everyone was like, yeah, so we're getting the 263 or whatever. And you were like, right, this way then. <laughs> it was just amazing. Stop Jay. Stop Jay. Yeah, stop Jay. Stop Jay. Yeah, love to be, love to be love to be getting the bus from stop j yeah you know i'm i'm like a i'm like a fairly intelligent dog you can teach me something once and i will remember it so um yeah that was lovely and um i'm looking forward to a slightly more sort of a wholesome weekend this weekend when i finally go on my wild swimming course yeah absolutely i mean that is um completely stunning what a great thing um for you to be doing yeah i will just uh, quickly say uh, before we get on to livings and longings that um yeah, like you said about being going to the queer cabaret and being in the queer safe space, feeling like dead nice. I think also there's a lot to be said for like just being with a group of your like queer mates who you haven't been with for a bunch long, long time and like being able to have that kind of energy all together. Um, and that in itself is 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 a nice, safe queer space. And I really felt that this weekend and that was really, 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 really nice and overdue. And um, yeah, it was a stunning time had by everyone. Um, but yeah, what are you living and longing for this week? Um, well, I am living for, again, it will come as no surprise to you, Lucy, but I am living for the Olympics and all of the queer people who are competing within i i mean obviously not to um not to debase the games in any way because I, I do love the olympics but we do like to play who is your girlfriend who is not your girlfriend who is your ex-girlfriend who is your future girlfriend who is your current girlfriend and um, we love to play that game and it never gets boring so um we've been enjoying that especially with the rugby and we've been enjoying that with skateboarding and we've been enjoying it with the football and you know I just think it's been a really great year for everybody, especially me. So um, I've been really enjoying that and um, and supporting all of the Huns in the Olympics. And um, that is probably what I have been living for. And I love to feel like I'm someone who's engaged in sports because I'm like not really, uh, I'm not a sporty person, but I do enjoy to um, spectate, but I enjoy to spectate in a group of like-minded individuals so it's the perfect setting for me to spectate so I um, enjoyed that very much so that's probably what I am living for and I am longing for again Lucy no surprise to you because it is down to you that this longing exists and I am longing for another opportunity to play Catan well, this sort of ties into my living for, which was partly the fact that everybody absolutely lived for Catan. Um, and yeah, so our mates who were staying with had bought Catan, the board game, had never played it before. I've played it a bunch of times because I'm a massive nerd. Um, and uh, we, on Friday night, got a little bit, you know, had a few drinks out, had a nice meal. And then we're like, right, are we going to like keep being out or are we just going to, no, we're, we're going to go home and play Catan, aren't we? Uh, and we went home, played Catan, had a couple more drinks at home. But um, yeah, I mean, it was an intense uh, first beginner's game for U3. It was about 
almost three hours long, um, which is a long game of Catan in my experience. I mean, it's it's a long game, but three hours is very long. <laughs> um, but I, I wouldn't have changed a second of it. Um, it was... <laughs> it was I wouldn't have uh changed the clock at all it was so fun everyone like was just so into it and I love like sharing something with somebody and then they like it as well because like I always get that anxiety thing of like oh no I really like this and I wax lyrical about it and been like oh my god yeah let's go play blah 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 uh, and then we play it and then maybe everyone's like having the worst time ever on their dead board and that makes me really sad um and like worried about my own character but <laughs> <laughs> here we were here we were having the times of time of our life uh listening to country music and um yeah playing Catan I'm so glad that you liked it and I, I assume therefore you're longing to play 10,000 more hours yeah I'm longing to play 10,000 more hours and also to like graduate from the beginners mode to like the normie mode because I want to take those risks up front do you know what I mean um you're, as, you're, as a first you're gonna be a perfect Catan player Thank you. And well, and as a first time Catan winner, I feel like I can do that. So exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah congrats. Thank you so much. D- didn't like to bring it up, but you know, felt like I had to. Um, so <laughs> it was so fun. I had the best time. I was highly entertained by it. And then um, we have since found out that there are several Catan spin-offs. So there's Catan in space and also um, a little known um, Catan spin-off that came to me in a dream, um, Catan Showbiz. Yeah, Catan Showbiz, the most hotly anticipated board game this side of um, Catan. Um, yeah, no, I, I I can't believe that came to me in your dream because it is perfect. And we did go through all the sort of like what would be the bits of Catan Showbiz. And honestly, we have to make it. It has to be done. Yeah. And I once had um, the game of Guess Who made bespoke for me. And I think it's only time that I have that in Catan. So yeah, if you absolutely. could, oh, okay, yeah. get onto I mean, a bit of Catan showbiz. Yeah, you know I've got a lot on, so I'll try and try and squeeze <laughs> in. <laughs> try, try and do what you can. We did brainstorm quite a lot of Catan showbiz when we were together, so I feel like you've got a starter for ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The storyboard's there. I just need to um, get it, get it written out. You know, get it, get it on the board, as it were. Tread the boards. Mm, mm, exactly. Um, yeah. So was that that was your living for? What was your longing for this week, Lucy? Yeah, so my long, yeah, that's my living for is everybody loving Catan and having a stunning time together. Um, and my longing for is, right, okay. Everyone knows I'm a sporty spice and I'm just going to put it quite simply. When this podcast comes out on Wednesday, uh, Friday will be the start of the Premier League season. <laughs> so obviously that's what I'm longing for. Oh. It's it's back, baby. And like it's never been gone. Um, so yeah, I am looking forward to that. As everyone knows, I'm a football fan and I like to have a uh, thing football on every weekend if I want if I if I want to watch it, it's there. I love that. I love to know that about football. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, I need to get my uh premier, my fantasy team in in good shape um and get working on that to be honest, because that's the hardest part of the whole season. Um well the hardest part of that for me is coming up with a good name because I always feel like I want a really good name. Um and it stresses me out if I don't have a good name. <laughs> So I really need to get brainstorming on that. Um, but yeah, that is what I am longing for. Stunning. And, um, you know, don't get too into the football because you have also promised me that we would get into rugby. So you need space for rugby as well. Hun, there is always room for one more sport at my table. So <laughs> don't worry. Uh. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a sporty spice. We're, 
uh, we're open to all sports here. No borders on the sports. Uh, <laughs> and speaking of sport, um, I actually was reading an article today about India's first known all-trans soccer team, um, which is just a lovely story. So um, in India's northeast region, um, there's been this um, there's been this team of people that have got together. Um, they're all trans people, and they've all created this um, this football team. And there's been a bit of like background context to this that in this particular region, people are often the target of um, racial slurs, especially when they move to more metropolitan areas like Mumbai and Delhi. Um, but apparently, you know, by joining this team and having this sort of sense of community, um, you know, they're also able to support themselves and, and to have some sort of like kinship and allyship through that. But also that it's, you know, um, helping other people to um, form more positive relationships. And it's just a really nice story. And basically now um, the team have been invited to compete in the next gay games in Hong Kong. And I didn't know about the gay games. Did you? I have heard of the gay games before, but I've never like, you know, seen any of it when it sort of happens, but it does ring a bell when, when, when you say it. So, um, but yeah, we should definitely try and, um, well, we should go. Oh my God. Hong Kong stunning this time of year or whatever time of year the gay games is. Cause like my, my best, my best bits about the Olympics is how gay the Olympics is. So if you just make it completely gay in the gay games, then what is there not to love? It's like your dream game. It's like Catan Showbiz. It's distilling all the things that I like into one. So there we go. <laughs> Absolutely. No, that is a stunning story. Really like, love to hear that. Um, and yeah, uh, gay games were coming for you. And just quickly on the subject of the Olympics, and also we always do talk about reading around um, things. We do just want to make the point that as much as we love the Olympics, um, we absolutely do not agree with like the IOC's absolutely insane um sex verification ideas and the way that they uh you know deal with uh testosterone levels etc and we just do not agree with it and i just want to make that point because um we what we love about the olympics is all these stunning people who are coming and doing their thing that they love um and they get to do it um at a level that makes them feel really proud and great and they are amazing humans um and we love that but there are definitely things we don't agree with and always read around uh all things like we say so i just wanted to make that point as well Totally. Yeah. I think it's more that we agree with all of the amazing individuals who are participating in the Olympics at the top of the game and everybody deserves to be um, celebrated for that, you know, no matter who you are. So yeah, I um, totally agree with that statement and I think it's yeah worth mentioning. So um, yeah. So Olivia, you have been doing, you know, you've, you've been on a few trains, you've been doing a bunch of commuting around London. I'm sure you've been listening to a bunch of new podcasts or different podcasts and things that you might want to recommend, or maybe you've been watching some things over the past few weeks. What have you been consuming? Well, Lucy, um, podcast wise, um, I think I would like to, first of all, give a shout out to um, it's a podcast that's maybe been out for um, a month or so, I would say. And it is um, produced by my friend Leah Green, who works for The Guardian, and it is called Comfort Eating with Grace Dent. And um, if you like table manners or if you like, you know, food, arts and culture podcasts, um, an interview format um podcasts one-on-one then um you will like this um 
it's really good. Um, I've really particularly enjoyed the one with May Martin. Um, we all know May Martin from Feel Good. Obviously, we've uh, talked about that show many times. And um, they've also had Lawrence Cheney from RuPaul's Drag Race, Russell T Davis, and you know, a fair a fair mix of queer icons um, so far. So I believe that it's coming back for a second um, series. And yeah, um, it's really interesting to talk to people about you know, the more sort of like intimate sides of themselves, which for a lot of people is about food and about, you know, comforts and um, what people grew up eating. And, you know, all of these things I think are so um, are so formative for a lot of people. So um, yeah, and it's also really funny and they do one on location where they go to Scarlett Moffat's house and she uh, gives Grace Dent, who is obviously a very well-known food critic, um, beans on toast with um, what's it dust sprinkled on top which she has to eat. So, you know, um, they, it, it gets around and it covers a lot of bases. So I would recommend that as, um, as a fun podcast to listen to with a variety of guests, um, a fair chunk of whom are queer, which is always lovely. And then um, another podcast that I have been enjoying is Dear Chelsea. Um, so I'm sure everybody knows Chelsea Hamler. She was um, a presenter and had her own show on E! for a while, Chelsea Lately, and she went on to have her own show on Netflix and has done various documentaries and books and things. And it's, um, it's a usual sort of like celebrity premise in the sense of like it's an advice show. Um, and I love that because I love to like know what people's advice is on things so that I can be like, I would never advise that or okay, but it's mainly I would never advise that. Um, yeah, and it's good. And she has um, a very sort of like specific um, purview um, on things, which you might not always agree with, but it's entertaining nonetheless and informative. And I think that, you know, she's gone on a bit of um a journey to um, be more empathetic to others and to kind of broaden her understanding um, of certain things and people's decisions to sort of like live their lives in different ways um, that, you know, she might not, she might not see as the best way and sort of have a broader outlook on stuff over the years. And I think that that definitely comes through in the podcast. Um, and she does the podcast with her um, assistant and they call each other sweetheart and it's dead cute. Um, <laughs> so if you're into that and you like sort of advice format um podcasts that are also quite funny then I would recommend that there's maybe like 10 episodes up at the moment so get stuck into that if you fancy it and they are my newbies how about you Lucy yeah they both sound really good um I uh love the you know I love anything to do with um food and also then listening to people who you know you might like or admire talk about food sounds great and I love denty um so i'll be into that i'll definitely be checking that one out um and i don't really listen to like advice um advicey type podcasts apart from my brother my brother and me which is billed as an, an advice show for the modern era but is very much yeah. not the advice should never not. be followed yeah so um yeah no they, they both sound good um in terms of podcasts i've been like um I haven't listened to much uh, new recently, although I have recently started listening to a really great podcast, which was recommended to me by our friend Sophie, who has been on this podcast before, um, talking about being queer in the army. So if you're into that, get listening to that episode. It's one of our early ones. Um, she recommended to me a stunning podcast called uh, The Evolution of Horror, which is all about the horror genre in film. Um, and uh, as I am currently embarking on writing a bit of a sort of horror-y thing um it's been really helpful and really great to like uh listen to really in-depth people who are totally just like obsessed with the genre talk about um 
horror films um, and they do like big sections on like vampires ghosts you know big series on each of the kind of horror tr- like tropes or, or genres you can think of um and uh yeah uh it's really really good so if you're into horror at all um i'd suggest that as a podcast it's really really great but that that is the only really new podcast i've been listening to stunning yeah and um, so how is the horror genre going do you feel like you have to like conform to quite because i feel like with horror does it kind of adhere to quite strict sort of structures because in a way horror although it's based on like anticipation um is quite like structured in quite a quite a an, an, an obvious way like like we all know what's going to happen but we're scared anyway sort of thing so do you yeah. find that like you structure horror in accordance with like a traditional horror structure like do you, do you know what I'm trying to say I like- do I do um I would say that my story thing screenplay whatever you want to call it <laughs> um is not strictly just horror so it's um but it is lending it's like leaning on horror as a uh means to uh, tell the story like I don't really want to say too much about it in case one of our 10,000 fans steals my idea so um but <laughs> but um I also think that with horror yeah there are there are certain sort of like structures of of how horror um films work how horror stories work but every now and then you get somebody comes along and throws it all out of the war and does something new and then that often gets like built into the structure as well so um who knows I could be a revolutionary horror writer you know who knows who knows I absolutely won't be but (laughs) I could be um but yeah no I'm not I'm not doing like strict horror this isn't like conjuring universe um it's just like leaning on some of the uh the sort of metaphorical ways that you can use some some horror genres to um express something um else and to just make uh, in my opinion a really like entertaining kind of film so um which is like my aim to is to write something that is both entertaining and also sort of um makes you think about your life so uh that's that's the goal that's my goal and we'll see but um yeah uh I'm a big horror fan in general so um and the best thing about this is that because um I'm obviously doing all this writing now uh I have to do a lot of research research is really important so I've just been watching loads of horror films which is really important because it's research so um I actually recently just watched both of the evil dead films from the 80s which are so jokes like they are just like ridiculous they're like hot they're like you know they're not queer but they're camp as hell so um yeah if if you like sort of campy horror and um things that are just absolutely wild and like stupid um you will enjoy them and i can highly recommend them i thought they were both uh well the two i've seen so far absolutely brilliant so um yeah i'm really enjoying learning more about horror uh and um getting into my flow of writing my own little horror thing so um yeah it's going well Mm, getting that horror flow gal (laughs) yeah what have you have you been watching anything uh recently anything that you would like to recommend to the listeners um I wouldn't say that I've been watching any horror recently I save that for when I'm strong-armed into watching it with you and Sophie in this my own house but that's another story for another day um uh, anyway what I have been watching is um this way up the Ashling B series um with Sharon Horgan first things first and the realist but also Sharon Horgan 
is an absolute queen and I have a huge crush on her I think she is just the best she has got the greatest comic timing the greatest face everything about Sharon Horgan yes and I might even entertain watching Catastrophe and the thought of like watching something about like parents squabbling about a baby is like not where it's at for me but I just need more Sharon Morgan so maybe that will be good but also I love Motherland so maybe maybe you know that's exactly what I was going to say to you 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 love Motherland and Catastrophe is supposed to be like brilliant so I think yeah give it a go yeah, and Sharon Horgan, um, she was the producer or director of uh, Motherland, isn't she? So yes. it all just, it just, it just makes, all makes sense, up. doesn't it? Yep. Yeah, um, I think that it's a really, really clever and timely series, especially the second series um, that has come out more recently. Because I don't think I really heard of it when the first series came out. It was one of those ones that sort of passed me by. But, you know... Um, it deals with a lot of themes that I think a lot of us can um, can relate to. So it's, you know, like isolation, mental health struggles, um, family, um, sexuality, like it covers a lot of bases and it does it in a way that has incredibly desert dry humor and real, real wry wit that is so specific to um, Ashling's writing style um which I think is you know a brilliant achievement that you can just um feel her personality and her sort of heart through the script um it's very very good um so I would highly highly recommend that it's very easy to get through I think there are only six episodes in each of the series so it's it's not very long at all and each episode's about 25 minutes so you you can easily get through it in a week or two um and it is well well worth the watch um so I have been enjoying that I think that's my main sort of tv thing that I guess I have completed um I've not really watched much um in the past week when I've been away other than like uh, murder documentaries with Kate and Olivia um because that is their vibe um so I've been doing that but um I'm still a part of the way through those so I've been doing that tv wise um film wise do you remember a while ago you said that you watched The Talented Mr Ripley because you haven't watched it for ages yeah I watched it again the other day oh my god so good it's so I good, mean what it? an obvious yeah what an obvious thing to say how good but like it's so good yeah. it's just like one of the best films ever yeah it's brilliant I love it so much it, it looks great the story's great the acting's great everything about it is just like so uh so up my street definitely um yeah oh my god Dickie Dickie Greenleaf <laughs> it yeah it's amazing and like each of each of them I wouldn't say that they're, that they're necessarily like top of their game acting wise but just like such a specific point in time where they were probably at the height of their careers and they were just like all just like gorgeously bronzed in the Naples sun and um, it's just such an aesthetic and it was very much like call me by your name before call me by your name so if you're looking for like a bit of a Mediterranean aesthetic with sort of like bubbling um undertones of you know unresolved sexuality and you know all of these things and a slight hint of murder then um you know you'll like it but you've already seen it because it's the talented Mr Ripley but if you haven't for whatever reason it's on Netflix so please watch it um it is an absolute feast for the eyes and the ears especially when like you're not like traveling as much because I think you know um I, I always think I'm going to like get annoyed by that, but actually it's just really nice. So, um, yeah, so watch yeah absolutely. Yeah. Um, I will just, uh, you know, we cannot 
mention Talents of Mr. Ripley and not mention the fact that Matt Damon's been in the news this week for, um, uh, and I did actually read this article because uh, I was at my sister's house at the weekend and they had the Times, um, uh, which I've not myself bought for a very, very long time. Um, and I was yeah. like, right, I'm just going to see what what's going on here. And the, that article, I was like, I was like, this is atrocious j- journalism. It was it was all about like Matt Damon being the last leading man in Hollywood. Like, oh, boo hoo, poor Matt Damon. And I was like, oh my God, it was just complete trash anyway. But within that article, he speaks about how he um, got told off by his daughter for using the F word um, slur uh, for gay people um, and how he was like, oh, she went away and wrote me an essay about it, about how I shouldn't use it. And now I don't use it. Um, everyone, please give me a medal. Um, and oh. yeah, just complete. Oh, mate, no, <laughs> no. Know. That's like valuable time that his daughter could have spent just like living her life. But instead, she had to just like write that letter to her. Yeah. Like, isn't it really tell- it's really telling and depressing that she felt like she had to go away and write a- an essay about it, like to give to her dad. Like, oh, God. Yeah. So just not not on board with that. Sorry, Matt, but you got to do better. Um. So, yeah, just thought I'd mention that seeing as he has come up. Mm. yeah um no that was a complete a complete eye roll at the very best but from the amalfi coast to um other um other italian delights so we cannot let this podcast go by without mentioning the upcoming house of gucci please oh Oh, i'm excited my god i can't believe that wasn't either of our longings i mean we've had it as a longing before haven't we when um when it first got sort of announced kind of thing so um yeah Yeah. i mean oh yeah it's gonna be (laughs) it's gonna be so good we're gonna lose our minds like just 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 it's gonna be so good and I feel like, you know, things have been shut down for so long. We haven't seen a pantomime. We haven't really reveled in like a sort of camp theatrical experience. And House of Gucci is going to be that times 1000. And I'm absolutely here for it. The outfits, the accents, Adam Driver, Lady Gaga. What more can you want? Oh my God. It's just like the trailer is like the most chaotic camp thing I've ever seen. And I just keep watching it. It's just so good yeah absolutely like um yeah it's 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 gonna be almost too much i mean like yeah lady gaga adam driver that's like my sexuality at a cross point so like it's gonna be too much <laughs> but... jared jared leto in prosthetics <laughs> also up there no i'm joking <laughs> but yeah no. uh yeah it it oh yeah it just i just think we will have the time of our lives watching that so i really really can't wait for i think we'll have lots of fun when that comes out so yeah if you haven't seen the trailer absolutely watch it it will send you hopefully because it absolutely sent me so yeah yeah so the good. absolute highlight of highlight of our young lives definitely um so yeah obsessed by it completely please just watch the trailer have you um watched anything enjoyed anything recently yeah um actually i did want to shout out a couple of things um so i watched a few weeks ago actually um a really really great film um called shiver baby um which is um about like uh this (laughs) 
It's so good. It's about this bisexual Jewish woman who goes to a family shiver and it basically all takes place at this family shiver. Um, her ex-girlfriend is there from like her teenage years. And then also at the shiver, her sugar daddy turns up um who she's like yeah who she's like helping her pay her way through college kind of thing um he turns up um and it's like the most like purely claustrophobic film you will ever watch it's like 80 minutes of pure like pain like cringe like um I've never ever wanted someone to be alone for just like five minutes outside so much before in my life like I it's like on the edge of the seat like oh my god oh my god oh my god um but it's absolutely brilliant it's so so good it's so funny um and it just does familiar relationships and um being sort of 20 odd year old uh woman very very well um it's you know, it's got a little bit of queerness in there for our, for, for everybody. Um, and it's, I can't recommend it enough. It's so good. Um, and it's on Mubi um, and you can get a Mubi seven day free trial. So if you were interested at all in Mubi, there's loads of great movies on Mubi as well. Um, but if you were thinking maybe getting it, that would be my, I'd say that's my top pick for what to watch first. It's so, so good. I cannot recommend it enough. Really great. Okay, great. I've I've never heard of it. Are, are there any um actors in it that people would know, or that is it all kind of like a bit more unknown? Yeah. So it's 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 actually like so it's it was made as a short film by um the director and writer um Emma Seligman who um did the short film as her like dissertation piece for at film school and then it got like sort of I think they put that in competitions etc blah blah and then it got picked up to be made into a feature length film so it's very like low budget very like first you know new thing oh I've just seen now actually it's on prime video as well so if you've got prime you can watch it on prime so that's stunning oh um, great yeah which okay. I didn't know so yeah it's 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 so good um uh, yes, there's no like sort of big names in it really, um, but maybe big names to come. Um, uh, it's um, absolutely brilliant. I loved it loads, and um, yeah, uh, you know, can't can't say enough good things about it. So, from Lady Gaga to our other melodic desires, Lucy, it is time for track of the week. So, what is your track of the week this week? Well, I mean, I've I've had a few sort of stored up in the sense that because we took a haha, quite long break, you know, there's quite a few songs that I've been enjoying over the past few weeks. And I've been like, yeah, I could use that. I could do that, blah, blah. But I'd be lying to myself if um, I didn't have this particular song as my track of the week because I've been playing it on repeat. I don't know why I like this song so much, but <laughs> this song, right? It's by some absolute like unknown kid I've never heard of who's like got millions and millions of um followers called um the kid Leroy and it's feats Justin Bieber and it's called Stay. I think it's probably doing quite well in the charts. I don't know about charts anymore um because I'm that old. But um I love this song. It's dead short but it just gets in my head and I just love it. It's like such a like just bop and it's just too like absolute like internet boys being internet boys and i am here for it personally uh and it's just it's a perfect it's a really good driving song um it's a really like fun just like energetic like like i don't know i just really really like it so that is my track of the week because i really believe in being true to myself um and here i am telling you my truth oh yeah absolutely um to thine own self be true and um speaking of internet boys um, I don't know if I've mentioned this before on the podcast. If I have, then sorry. But if I haven't, please do check out Veggie Beats. 
on um tiktok but i guess also on like soundcloud and soundcloud and youtube and stuff so if you like alex cameron we've spoken about alex cameron before and um, which is um, a dj that we love who does pop remixes veggie beats is very much that vibe as well and he's just this like cute small vegetarian boy who does like really good pop remixes and i love him so veggie beats my recommendation for a dj but um my recommendation for track of the week is well it'll be unsurprising to you lucy it is jeff bezos one gimme 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 remix i knew it was going to be this you always have this habit of sending them to me on the day and i'm like there it is I know, I know. I put the put the cart before the horse, but um, I couldn't not send you that because it was too good. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, um, yeah. So, yeah. Tell everyone what you're talking about because they might they'll be like, "What the fuck, Jeff Bezos? What are you talking about?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. So don't don't be alarmed. Don't be alarmed. So basically, it is like this. So in in inside Boburn, which we've talked about before on um, Netflix, go and check it out if you haven't already. But I'm sure a lot of you have. Um, he does um, a song which is like an ironic hype track about Jeff Bezos. Um, and there's Jeff Bezos one and Jeff Bezos two, but Jeff Bezos one is is the best song. And it basically like chronicles his life and like hypes him up as if he's like the heroine of like heroes of like a movie it's just so stupid and really funny and it's like only two minutes long which as we all know are the best songs but it perfectly and seamlessly blends into gimme 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 by abba and it then creates like a whole like three and a half minute song which is also a pretty good song length so um you can check that out on youtube because i found it because i was searching for the song on spotify and then it came up with jeff bezos gimme 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 remix as a playlist and i was like oh my god but it's like it wasn't there and it just had a note being like this is a good song by the way and I was like okay and so I looked it up on YouTube and it was on YouTube which I think is like what they wanted people to do um so I found it on there we'll put it in the show notes it is stupid but it is very very funny so that is my track of the week this week yeah that is perfect um and you know uh, I know you said that you have a, a friend or a colleague who likes to listen to that song to hype themselves up and it is a really great like hype song um you know it's a problematic hype yeah. song obviously it's about Jeff Bezos a um, problematic hype that, song that's exactly but it. into it into it so good so so good yeah no stunning please everybody listen to it what a great song yeah like if you have a job interview or if you have like something that you need to get yourself in the zone for you know maybe you want to become like a megalomaniac billionaire um in imports and exports you know whatever your goals are in life just play jeff bezos one and if you feel in particularly fruity play jeff bezos one gimme 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 remix and really just lean into it um because there is no other way to approach that song yeah absolutely get them and whilst we could absolutely do a whole um, season of I Don't Agree With It to do with Jeffrey Bezos, um, we won't do that because um, we hope that you already all know the the reasons why we should not be agreeing with, Jeff, agreeing with Jeff Bezos. But anyway, that obviously leads us on to favourite topic of each week. It's time for... I Don't Agree With It. Olivia, what do you not agree with this week? Well, Lucy, um, on the subject of um, Amazon and Mubi and various streaming platforms, what I specifically don't agree with um, this week is the fact that I don't have Apple TV. And it's the only streaming service I feel like I don't have. And I refuse to have it because then it's just too many. It's just too many. And I've already got like 
a lot of them. And the reason that I don't agree with not having it is because I really want to watch Schmigadoon. <laughs> that's, that's so on brand for you. I saw Schmigadoon on something. I think it was like on Gogglebox or something. And I was like, Olivia would love this. And I meant to text you, so, but I forgot. Yes. So the Gogglebox is how I was introduced to Schmigadoon. Um, and there's like a song about like making like a like a corn cake or something that's absolutely demented. And I was like, I must and I have to watch this. Um, so it's based on obviously Brigadoon, um, which I saw one of the last times that I probably went to the theatre just before things were opening up again, when I went on holiday in Canada and I saw it there. Um, I'd never seen Brigadoon before, but like kind of knew the story. And Schmigadoon is just Brigadoon, but just like even more camp and Brigadoon's pretty camp. So I don't think that like any camp things should be held back from me because I personally want to consume them. That's true. Um, yeah. And that's annoying to me. And also like Kristen Chenoweth's in it and like a bunch of other people are in it. And she like plays this like homophobic character that is like really ridiculous. Um, so I just like want to, I want to see it all play out. I want to see Schmigadoon for myself. So um, if anyone at Apple is listening to this, hook me up because I cannot be doing another 10.99 for another thing that I'm subscribed to. I did a survey the other day about subscriptions. I don't know why I did this. Sometimes I just like do surveys because I feel really mean on the people and I'm like, oh, they need to have some like information. So I like do the surveys more than I would care to admit because I feel bad. It's like this weird thing that I have. So anyway, I did a survey about like streaming platforms, not streaming platforms, um, subscriptions. Oh my God. I did not realize how subscribed I am. I am subscribed to the rafters, so I cannot be subscribed <laughs> any more than I am Subscribed to the gafters. <laughs> exactly. And that is the title of this week's episode. Um, so, you know, I, I, cannot, I cannot be doing that, but I would really like to see Schmigadoon. So therein lies my problem. Yeah, it's frustrating when... Um... Uh, a thing you want to see is on a streaming service you do not have. Um, and the fact that how how swiftly and uh almost without our even knowing um telly became um ten thousand things you have to pay for ha <laughs> um so yeah uh it's it is very annoying i agree i i do really think i want you to see schmigadoon um so yeah i mean we this podcast is on apple i mean come on what more do they want we we give every week or every few weeks what <laughs> what <laughs> Yeah. What more could they possibly giving of ourselves? <laughs> giving of ourselves and what do we get back? Nothing. Not even a schmigadoon. Not even a schmig. Yeah. <laughs> no, I... So, yeah, that is... With that. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And yeah, um, people of Apple, hook me up. And so um, what is it that you don't agree with this week, Lucy? Uh, so I don't agree with, um, and I'm sure a lot of people listening to this and yourself included will have seen my uh, Instagram story but um, I absolutely do not agree with the horrendous state of um, train ticket prices in this country um, I have a meeting in London in a couple of weeks which is like only sort of just been arranged so I need to get there on a train I would like to do that from where I live Manchester I would like to do that at a reasonable hour um, and not you know I need to be there by 11 so I want to be there you know in time for that um, and I just sort of put that in uh, and the initial um, ticket price for me to do that would be 
£369.40, uh, which is... Yeah, was there nothing cheaper than that? So, right, if you do a shit ton of work and really look around, go at a god-awful hour, come back, spend ages hanging around and come back at a god-awful hour, yeah, you can get it cheaper. And that, But that's not the point. The point is yeah. that... For, to wanting to just do the thing of getting on a train to go somewhere, to be somewhere because you need to be there, the price is nearly £400. And that is absolutely insane. My really good friend in, in Canada, Alex, actually uh, messaged me being like, uh, I, 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 on like a good deal, you could come here for that. And I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's just yeah, unreal. Yeah, you, you could. Yeah. I've been, to New- I've been to New York for that. Yeah, it's what? it's ridiculous. Like that that should that should never be the case. That should never ever be the case. And like it just like it's funny because um since I've like been back on a train since the Panny D, which I've done a few times in the past couple weeks now, which I haven't been on a train for ages, um, every time almost every time I've been like annoyed by it because they're just in such a state, it's just ridiculous. Um, and I just just do not agree with it. It just is absolutely boils my blood. And um, yeah, I mean, luckily, you know, I can, you know, either get up dead early, I can come back later, I'm not doing anything else, or I can like drive halfway down the country and go some and then go from somewhere else, which is also ridiculous. Like it shouldn't that shouldn't be the case. Yeah, um, and so long when you can like go in two hours to London it's not even a long journey I know it's just ridiculous so um yeah I absolutely don't agree with it and um I'm very annoyed by it so I think that about rounds it up for us this week if you want to get in touch with us maybe talk to us about your pride plans or about anything that you want to chat about please do we are on Instagram and Twitter at queer longing um we are queer longing at gmail.com if you want to email us um, and we do really love to hear from you you can also send us a voice note on anchor which is our new um hosting site so we're anchor.fm slash queer longing um forward slash queer longing um and yeah we would love to hear from you and um whilst i sit here fuming creating my own steam for my very own steam train for how i because of how angry i am we will be <laughs> loving you leaving you and longing for you until next time bye goodbye <laughs> Have you, have you stopped recording? No. Okay. I can if right, you have then. something secret to say. <laughs> no. I just get, I just um, always yeah, they get do paranoid. That, do that thing where I put a, a raw edit up. Imagine. <laughs> yeah. Imagine. Imagine that. Um, imagine dragons. All right. Well, enjoy your tea and I'll talk yeah, to you, you soon. Too. Yeah. Talk to you soon. Bye.